Welcome to Finding Your Purpose podcast. My name is Meredith Kendall and I am your host. I hope you're having a great day. Second Timothy 3.1 says, You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times, for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They'll be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. And they will be cruel and hate what is good. They'll betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Okay, so that was in the New Living's translation. In the New International Version, it goes a little deeper. So I've married a few of the words and to add also the KJV in the Greek. And I think it brings out the true meaning of this passage. So here it goes in the um, NIV with the KJV in the Greek. All right, but mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, which means covetous. They will be boastful, meaning braggers. They will be proud, appearing above others, haughty. Okay, so the Greek word is hooper afanos, okay, haughty. They'll be blasphemers and pious against God, not showing respect or reverence, especially for God. They'll be abusive. They will be disobedient to their parents. They'll be ungrateful unthankful, unholy, which is also wicked, without love. Okay, so the Greek word um, is astrogos, astrogos, it's a Greek word, to be um, hard, hatred, without natural affection. They'll be truce breakers, unforgiving, implacable, they will be opposed to someone or something in a very angry um, or determined way that cannot be changed. They will be slanderous. The Greek word is diabolos, which is a false accuser, the devil. Without self-control, the King James word is incontinent. They'll be brutal. The Greek word is um, animoros, which means savage not lovers of the good. They will be hostile, uh, disperser of those that are good. Um, treacherous, guilty of or involving portrayal or deception. The KJV is traitors. The Greek word is uh, a prodotes, anyway, is giving forward into the enemy's hands. Rash, heady, conceited, Conceited, high-minded, to inflate with self-conceit. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying its power. Having nothing to do with such people. Okay, so Paul's descriptive list of behaviors is non-negotiable. And unfortunately, this list describes the world more and more every day that we live in. And many of them that are living in the world call themselves Christians, 
are even pastors. Research that was done in 2018 by Barna says that 63% of people are what they call casual Christians, but only 7% are who they call integrated disciples. Matthew 7 says, Not everyone on the, who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say on, to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Therefore, anyone, every, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house. Yet it did not fall because it had a foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. Ephesians 5 says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the world's, the Lord's will is. Okay, so therefore do not <laughs> be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is, not the world's world world's will is. Unfortunately, I think we have become foolish and we are understanding only what the world's will is and not what the Lord's will is. Colossians 4 says, Be wise in the way that you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. We need to be checking our lives against Paul's list. We need to stand firm in God's principles in the way and not give in to the pressure of today's worlds and ways. The challenge is to stand up daily against the evil by living as God would have his people live. And one of the lines above says that in the end times, people will become lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Why is it so tempting to love pleasure rather than God? Pleasure is something we can control. God cannot be controlled. Most pleasure can be attained, obtained easily. Love for God requires effort and usually sacrifice. Pleasure benefits us now and the benefits of loving God are often in the future. Pleasure has a narcotic effect to take our mind um, off ourselves and our problems. Love for God reminds us of our needs and our responsibilities. Pleasure cooperates with pride. It makes us feel good when we look good in the eyes of others. And to love God, we must lay aside our pride and our accomplishments. Having a form of godliness but denying its power was another 
um, part of the verse. The form or appearance of godliness includes going to church, knowing Christian doctrine, using Christian cliches, following communities Christian, uh, a community's Christian traditions. Such practices make and can make a person look good. But if the inner attitudes of belief, love, and worship are lacking, the outer appearance is meaningless. Paul warns us not to be deceived by people who only appear to be Christians. It may be difficult to distinguish them from true Christians, or as Barna puts it, integrated disciples at first, but their daily behavior gives them away. The characteristics described in verses 2 through 4 above are unmistakable. So I leave you with these two scriptures and two questions. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. James 1.27 says, Religion that God our Father accept as, accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after the orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. So the questions are, what characteristics in this list do you, you need to change in your own life? And from the list of pleasing self and pleasing God, what do you need to work on? Thank you for joining us today. And we hope that you find your purpose in who God created you to be. Have an amazing week.